Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 462 featuring Paolo Berto Duranto, who is the CEO of J-Cube. Uh, this was a suggested episode, which was fabulous. Uh, uh, I'm surprised that uh, Paolo and I have not actually met in person considering how much we have in common, at least philosophically, and for how long we've been in this industry and doing the things we do and the things that we're passionate about. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Uh, I think that Paolo is a fascinating person. I think he's done a lot of incredible work. And I'm really kind of interested in what he has to say about rendering and the state of rendering today. So really cool to have him on and to think about all the things that he's discussing in terms of uh, rendering, including things like AI, getting into business, uh, doing different uh, initiatives, and uh, you know how he started a bunch of different initiatives, especially in the field of rendering. So really cool to see that. Um, okay, uh, we don't have a product announcement just yet, but we do. I will do mention a couple of events that we are going to be uh, talking about. All of these, of course, can be found at chaos.com slash events. Uh, more specifically, I want to talk about the Chaos Unboxed event that's happen happening on February 27th. And it's going to be a live event online that a lot of people can participate and be part of. So it'd be really cool to see that. We are actually going to have a follow-up with some in-person events, but the live event, the big one, is going to happen on February 27th. And if you want to be part of that or know more about it, just go to chaos.com slash unboxed where you'll get all that information. Uh, another event that's coming up as well is the NVIDIA GTC AI Conference uh, of 2024. And that's going to be happening in person this year. So very excited that GTC is happening in person again. Uh, it will be, of course, in San Jose. And that will be happening on March uh, 17th through the 20th. And we will be there and uh, announcing a bunch of things and initiatives that we're doing in the field of uh AI and NVIDIA and uh, ray tracing and all those things. So uh, lots of cool stuff that's going on in that area as well. So make sure to check that out. Uh, now, of course, if you guys want to know more about the podcast, uh, you can just go to our podcast page, which is chaos.com slash CG Garage. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash CG Garage Podcast. Uh, and if you'd like to watch these podcasts, uh, all of our videos are stored at youtube.com slash chaos group TV, where we also store the podcasts as well. Uh, and again, like I said, this is a recommended uh, uh, episode, and uh, we would love to get more of them if you guys have them. So uh, please let us know. Uh, the best way to do that is to email us labs at chaos.com. Again, that is labs at chaos.com. But for now, please enjoy episode number 462 with Paolo Berto Durante. Welcome to another CG Garage where the chaos group talks. You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops. We're gonna fire off rays in high dynamic range. We know that ambient occlusion is passe. Global illumination won't lead you astray And while image-based lighting is really swell You need to make sure everything has for now All this? I haven't That's fine. But I, I saw some maybe <clears throat> many years ago. Probably one of the few first... Yeah, this has been going on for almost top. 10 years now, so... Yeah, it must have been 8 years ago. I just returned from a holiday, so... Okay. I had zero time. That's good. That's fine. That's all good. For, for computers. That's all good. So you're based in Japan? Is that where you are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm based in Japan. Okay. Awesome. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> well I want to know a little bit more. I mean, this is interesting. We've got, I got a, 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 a big list of suggestions uh, of podcasts to listen to and guests. We came in and your name came up. Uh, and so there were people who said that you were got a very interesting background and uh, which I want to get into. And as well as obviously you have a, <laughs> uh, a deep enthusiasm and opinion about the world of rendering which I also want to get, <laughs> get into. Uh, I'm sure they say But so. I would love to know a little bit about your background. Like uh, what, what got you into computer graphics and what, where is this sort of interest of yours that, that started this? Okay, so what got me in computer graphics? <clears throat> I think it was just a curiosity about uh, synthetic image generation because I was maybe 14 or even, I, I don't even remember, <clears throat> but uh, the first time I touched uh, uh, computer graphics software, it was uh, uh, using a <clears throat> 286 uh, Intel CPU, my very first computer, uh, SX, actually. So it's a super shit. <laughs> That's what the RAM. S stands for in SX? <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, I was using a software called VGA Topaz or Topaz. I don't even know how to. I even searched for I this. I have online. heard of every Many remote ago, weird one. Never, never heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I remember this was uh, this was rendering the uh, it was it was grout shading and was rendering the faces. It was rendering a sphere like this. Okay. You know, like you like you peel an apple. And, uh, <laughs> it, it was rendering the faces behind that you don't see. And it was like, wow, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, you know, yeah. why should I waste time, you know, to do that? Anyway, um, so I started doing that, uh, using that. And then I quickly switched to, um, what was it? I think it was Kinetics Max, the, other, the first decent software I used. Mm -hmm. uh, I know, I, I also used another, an Italian software called Solid Thinking. That was pretty awesome. Um, uh, Solid Thinking was an herbs modeler with uh, uh, a nice renderer. I think Guido Quaroni from Pixar wrote part of that. Oh, software. Okay, <clears throat> and it was it was a nice software. I liked it. It was it made in Italy, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, basically I just uh, played around with these things for uh, many for my use. When were you? Uh, what what, my, what my years were we talking about approximately? We're talking about what it was nineteen. 80, 1990, something like that, 1991, okay. I yeah. guess. And, uh, <clears throat> but I was not like a computer nerd. I mean, I was uh, doing a lot of sport. I was always out. In fact, my computer was kind of, a, you know, an interest, mm -hmm. um, which grew uh, the more I did, the more I studied, the more I did university, the less I was interested in university, the more I was interested in uh, computers and rendering and uh, things like that. And uh, around uh, <clears throat> my fourth year of university, I, I, was, I, I became a college dropout. I left uni at the fourth mm -hmm. year. Uh, I decided, okay, I'll buy a license of Maya for students. And uh, uh, it was, I think, one million lira at the time, mm -hmm. which is roughly, let's say, $1,000. Okay. Something like that, like, which was quite a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And um, I started, uh, I received, I remember, I remember I received from Alias the documentation of Maya. It was Maya 2.0, if I remember. Okay. Right. The huge For bank of books. A, just. Yeah. It was like, I can, it doesn't even fit <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the webcam, like, uh... but let's say, 
a meter, a meter of books. <laughs> was, actually, I didn't even start it. My, I read all these books multiple times. Yeah. Um, seriously, yeah. page by page. I knew way more about that than about all the years of university I, was, I did before. Uh-huh. I was studying chemistry and physics and things like that, um, material science. And um, and then I started <clears throat> included with this um, uh, contract of a student edition of Maya. I had uh, three months of uh, technical support <clears throat> with uh, Elias Weber. Mm-hmm. And of course, I started I started emailing them. So like, oh, from this doesn't work out, and this doesn't work out. How how you do this? Uh, oh, it is, but there is a problem here. Blah 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 blah. <clears throat> After I think two months, they contacted me. I received a phone call. My mother picked up the phone. It's like, hey, Paolo, there is somebody from Alias. <laughs> Alias. Uh, I, they speak in English. I said, okay, I, I reply. <laughs> and basically, they say, okay, so we decided to offer you a job because it would take less time for us <laughs> if you work with us than answering all your emails. So I said, wow, okay, amazing. You know, and uh, the job was in the... In Europe, it was in the Alias Wavefront uh, European EMEA Center, so Europe, Middle East, and Africa Center. They had uh, they used to have one mm-hmm. in Europe, <clears throat> and most amazingly, it was the same in Ghent in Belgium. And most amazingly, it was the the same city where my brother uh, went to live from Italy. To I don't know, fifteen years. My brother is much older mm-hmm. than me; is twenty one year older than me. So he left home at fourteen. And ended up in that city, and I ended up in the exact same city, just per chance. I don't know, like <laughs> twenty years later, for per yeah. chance, so it was completely incredible. Uh, and uh, then I started working there, and uh, I, I mean, I can go. No, no, please, this is great. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So I went to work there, and uh, <clears throat> uh, my English was pretty bad because uh, I, I couldn't understand everything, write everything, and. Uh, uh, um, read everything but uh, speaking was a bit uh, i was still mm-hmm. learning so it was a nice practice and then i met a bunch of interesting guys uh first time i used the uh, you know rx and uh, my, i had my o2 and it was quite amazing i had to learn all this new stuff that, what were you using you know, at, I mean, what I were you using at home for to do maya were <clears> using... i had a three a four eight six dx okay I think the D stands for decent <laughs> in this case. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, I use that for uh, for my fifty yes, megahertz or running. sixty megahertz. It's like I don't remember. See, maybe sixty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was uh, with sixteen megabyte of RAM. I, I remember it. It costed a lot money of money. Sixteen machine. megs was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Sixteen. Wait, maybe yeah, I think so. I think it was sixteen. Uh-huh. And. Um, yeah, I used that, but of course, when I came to Alias, I mean, I had an, uh, an O2, I had, uh, I didn't use the Windows there for quite You're a while, so I was right? mostly using yeah. Irix, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, because I did use Linux before, there was a guy in my hometown, I come from a super small village, I'm talking about 8,000 8, people uh, in the countryside, and uh, there was one guy that was using Linux in the whole town, <laughs> I think it was around the... Uh, I was around 15 when I saw Linux the first time. It was coherent Linux. It was okay. Uh, I don't know if it exists now. I don't sure. think so. I don't, even, don't remember which type of Linux it was. It's a long time. But I remember this guy showed me that and he showed me Doom, <laughs> which it was like, you know, I don't know. Uh, 
alien landed on Earth would have been less shocking than seeing Doom the right. first time. <laughs> so I was absolutely amazed again, you know, graphics in my face. So I was super interested. Uh, but I was, I'm not a game geek. In fact, I never play. Uh, sure. I find it a complete waste of time, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, um, so you're in Belgium. Well, maybe this point. CG is also yeah. a game. So you're Excuse in Belgium me? at this point. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, in Belgium, yeah. we're coming back. Sure. Coming back. Yes, I was in Belgium, <clears throat> and I worked there two years and learned a bunch of things. Of course, I didn't know nothing. In reality, I was just, you know, a super novice. But after two years, I became uh, uh, I became very popular in the company because uh, in in Alias we had this um, this thing called uh, IOTD Image of the Day. So it was a uh, uh, intranet uh, website where you could post an image and uh, you know write something about sure. that. And I was basically posting an image of, of the day, maybe one every week for two years. And I think I was, you know, I outdid anybody in that mm-hmm. in amount in sheer volume. So everybody in the company, oh Paolo, the guy of the image of the day, <laughs> and also was writing this little story because you had to write uh, post the image and the story about what inspired you. What was, uh, how you did it, why did you did it? So I was always writing something funny slash interesting slash weird mm-hmm. in this box. So I became quite, not a celebrity, but every, everybody really knew me. And I didn't know them, by the way. So, <clears throat> and uh, so let me think. So, and uh, yeah, actually the, the image, I wish I could have a backup of that somewhere. Uh, I don't. I don't really care about backups, but... I'm sure they have it. Uh, it would be great if they have it. Um, because I'd like to read what I was writing <laughs> back in the time. And uh, let me think uh, what was funny about that. So I made many of them. And uh, um, at some point, I asked my boss. Uh, he was a guy, very nice guy called Wim Driessen. Mm-hmm. If he could send me to Seagraph. I think it was after one year I was there. So after one year I was like, hey, I want to go to Seagraph. And he told me, well, I mean, we never send anybody after one year, usually at the second year. And I was like, oh, no, no, I really want to go because there is this um, uh, gallery, the electronic gallery, I forgot the name. Uh, I, I love art and my, my family has a furniture design background. So I love design mm-hmm. art. and So... <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, the, basically told me it's against the policy. We can't. So I said, I really want to go there. I sent an email to a guy, uh, to one of the alias founders, <laughs> Mark Sil- Yeah, it's like uh, Mark Sylvester. I don't know okay. if you know him. He's a famous guy. Mark Sylvester. I sent an email. It was a very, very. I think it was a very cleverly written email, uh, basically saying if I don't go to Seagraph this year, something like that. I, I don't really remember. It was better than this, but. but it will hurt my professional, you know, career, and it will limit my experience. This guy was also an artistic guy, right. by the way. It will limit my my mental uh, development, something like. That. <laughs> uh, and the guy said, "Okay, I pay for you." <laughs> so he said, he, he wow. basically flew me, he phoned to my boss, and my boss like, "I have no idea what you've done, but you're going Sigraf. to Seagraph." <laughs> so I went to Seagraph, and which, I, which yeah, year yeah, Seagraph was everybody, this? Oh, no, nah, I don't know. It's probably uh, around 95. Uh, I was 22 years ago. Okay. No, no, it was, uh, it was 2000 and... Uh, 2002? 2002, yes. That would have been San Antonio? No, I think it was... Uh, no, no, it was... It's Los, Los Angeles? Angeles? Okay. Yeah, the year after was San Antonio. Okay, yeah. 
<clears throat> so I went there, and uh, as I said, everybody knew me and didn't know them. That was a very strange feeling. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I was there with the no official uh, uh, job to do. So I was probably the only alias employee at Sika, except the you know the big guys right. that absolutely had nothing to do. So I checked everything. Every little stand is the most insignificant thing. I checked it. I spoke with everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had a great time. And I said, mm, I will go to Sigar from now on every year. And I did. So after these two years in Belgium, Elias uh, decided to... It was the period that, you know, they both then... They switched to NT, which was, of course, a good and bad, let's say. But it was bad because it killed the MIPS and uh, SGI, which was our parent company, was for basically sold Elias mm-hmm. Wafer. Uh, our stocks were worthless at the time, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they decided to close the European office and uh, relocate only very few people to Toronto. <clears throat> Basically, some a couple of big guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked me too, actually, do you want to go to Toronto? And I said, no, I want the, the bonus because there was a 20,000 euro bonus. No, bonus, like some, how do you say? Severance package? Uh, severance yeah. package, yes. Which was very good for two years of work. And I said, I'm sorry, I, I want the money. Right. So I, I got the money. I didn't accept the... I was one of the five people that they wanted to relocate. Uh, and I said, because I became an expert of Mental Ray, by the way. In, the, in this whole okay. thing, I became the point of reference of Mental Ray for the company. Sure. Um, not development, but mostly on usage. Okay. And... Uh, yes, so I took the money. And the day after... Uh, we were terminated. I got a call from Ellis and not really, we really want you to come. So we hire you again. So I was rehired after one day. Still got the, the bonus. So you got great. both. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was great. So I went there and we started uh, to Toronto and I worked in product development. In this, <clears throat> that was the Studio Tools product development. And they were developing a software. Called, I think I can say anything because many years have passed, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> uh, I, guess. I guess. Anyway, they were they were developing. Uh, let's say they were developing a software right. uh, that uh, was based on mentor. All oh, right, and uh, they wanted me to you know be part of this team. And I remember I went there, and some guy showed it to me, um, and uh, he asked me what do you, uh, like for a couple of days, and he asked me what do you think about it, and I was like. Hmm. Do you want my honest mm-hmm. opinion? <laughs> and he said, yes, of course. I was like, I think this is never going to work. <laughs> and the guy said, man, I'm the product manager. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I, that was like, I started that. Mm-hmm. But indeed, it didn't work. Uh, they never sold it. Okay. And uh, then I switched to do the Maya team for the mentor reintegration. Okay. <clears throat> and the mentor was still gaining a lot of popularity. And I was really, I knew a lot of this thing. I mean, I've, I, there were so many, Mentare had so many settings, I think more than Vray, mm-hmm. way more mm-hmm. than Vray, which has many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> after that, I, what happened? Uh, yeah, I had to come back to Italy because of family reasons. Okay. And when I was in Italy, I said, okay, um, you know, Toronto is fine, but the work was a bit boring. So I, uh, I decided, okay, I'll stay in Europe and near family is easier. And um, I, w- I will just go to Mental Images and ask. I mean, this is in my mm-hmm. mind. And I was, told, I was talking to myself. 
Uh, I will go to mental images and ask for a job. So take a flight, go to mental images, knock, knock. Good old time, you know, where you can knock, knock in yourself into a job. Now I would need to go 75 interviews sure. probably. Maybe not in your company. Your company, I think, is still <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and uh, I know the guys uh, a, from that time, yeah. actually. Anyway, um, I went in and knock, knock, and I met uh, the boss of Mental Images, Rolf Harkin. Mm-hmm and uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, there were many cool people. Uh, the management was very strict, mm. to say the okay. least. But the people were good. Nice. And uh, so they, and actually they were, they, they told me, you're too weird. You don't have really, a, you know, I cannot put you in a box. But were so you a developer? You were, what, what, what was your... A kind of a, a half and a half, uh, more of a special user, a guy that can make beautiful images, a guy that can support client, a guy that has some ideas. So uh, I think I'm, my classification is hard, but I like to develop a product, basically. Gotcha. So understand what are the limits, what should be trashed, what should be done, this kind of okay. things. I think it's called product manager. But anyway, um, I was there. And they told me, okay, I will just create a, a whole department just for you. It was called Special Projects. There you go. You know that's my title, right? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't know. Director okay, of Special Projects. <laughs> ah, perfect, perfect. Okay. There you go. So you probably also don't fall in a box. No, no, no. no they don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's very cool. That's very cool. As I told you, you work for a cool company. <laughs> yep. So, so, yeah, I was doing... Uh, so as part of the special project, I was basically looking, um, looking at mental ray, trying to see what was to be done, to be removed. Uh, and then they gave me this fantastic job. I really loved it. It was, okay, we know mental ray has problems. Try all the other renderers from A to Z, I mean, the, the good stuff, of mm-hmm. course, and tell us what you think. You know, that was, took me a year. So I became kind of very good at benchmarking software and uh, understanding what is what is what good at and what is absolutely not good at. and uh, before coming to the conclusion of this in these four years uh, between the alias times and the mental images time i spent a lot of time traveling to do a little bit of consulting for companies as under mental images and under mm-hmm. alias uh, a lot of master classes. I don't even know how many. Two, two per year um, in uh, ten years. So I've been everywhere in Japan multiple times, all over the world. They were sending me. It was an amazing job because, uh, well, I mean, I had to prepare the master class. It was two two months of hard work, but then I could do it a couple of times, see nice places, and I could always. I always asking for an extra week to spend in the place I was going. Sure. To see the place I was going, because I cannot just go work and uh, learn nothing about this sure. place. And I always managed to talk my way into getting this deal done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I traveled a lot. Uh, <clears throat> I loved Japan, of course. When I came to Japan the first time, it was incredible. Uh, I, the bus ride, uh, the, the high highway into the city at night. I was like, it was. I, I'm, I'm, I have shivers mm-hmm. just thinking about this. It. Incredible. And I live here. Um, so, yeah, but we are returning. I did all these master classes, met a gazillion of people, uh, very interesting. And uh, my official job, yes, besides this, was to do the benchmarking and testing of all the other renders. And I remember 
my my output was okay <clears throat> out of all this stuff i i checked first of all <clears throat> we have to change the displacement is an absolute disaster displacement instancing subdivision geometry processing in mental was very bad uh, the subdivisions and things mm-hmm. like that and I told him, uh, for me, um, out of all I tried and was render, man, V-Ray, 3D Light. Uh, what did I try? I don't know. There was not so much stuff back in the time. There was something it was else. Still, like, was Final Render still around? And... Uh, yeah, but I did, uh, we yeah. didn't. We were not Three concerned about it. One. What was the other one? Yeah. 3D Light was my, uh, what, what, what I came back and said, okay, this is, the, this is absolutely the best. It's better than render, mm-hmm. man. Um, it was for production in my opinion the best render still is in my opinion Mm. Uh, but I mean it's it's changed completely now anyway um, yeah so I was uh, I was really like I cannot keep working for this company that makes such a bad product and all the interest all the interest in mental images at the time was trying to scale the company with something called the reality server Right. Reality server. Yeah, r- remind us what, what that is. I yeah. totally forgot about the reality server. Well, Omniverse is the, evol- yes. the, the evolution of reality right. server. Let's put it this way. I was calling it a reality observer, <laughs> by the way. Just pissing them off big time. Uh, yeah, but <clears throat> many, there was a big, Metal Images scaled a lot. There were like 50 people working on this. And th- some ideas were very good. Some ideas were not good. Like every in every big project or new project, but basically they didn't manage to succeed, and the company got absorbed by Nvidia. I think uh, they paid around eighteen million, which was man, they did a very good deal there. Um, I mean, Nvidia already owned a little part of Mental Images before right. they finished buying it. But I was totally uninterested to work there at the time because I, I mean I was like this this is not going to go anywhere. And uh, Mentari was dead, basically. I, I was actually saying it while being at the company, public, not public. Was, was Gelato kind of, around like, at that time? Gelato was uh, already there, yes, already in the market. Also Entropy. Was Entropy, in the too, right. And those were... 2004. And those were GPU-based renderers, weren't they? No. No, no. Uh, Entropy, no. But Entropy Gelato was, was. Not GPU. Gelato was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what was uh, what happened after that? Well, I basically left Mental Images okay. and um, it was 2007. Yep. And I started, I think, the day after I left Mental Images, I contacted 3D Light and said, I like your product, let's, let's do something together. Okay. And uh, I kind of have this relationship with 3D Light being out, but very right. close since 2007. So it's quite okay. a long time. And... Um, and by the way, I built multiple products based on 3D. Not personal. I mean, I contributed sure. to uh, building. And uh, I usually have the first idea, and uh, that, that I still do this uh, a bit. I'm a bit ahead of time on, on some ideas, unfortunately, and get slammed after. Um, but yes, I started. Uh, I was uh, working outside. I was still doing these master classes. I did some on 3D Live, by the, by the way, back in the time, four alias. It was very weird. And um, then the 2008 was the big crisis, the financial mm-hmm. crisis, the banking disaster, <clears throat> and um, subprime. And 
I decided to go to I, I, basically there was no work. I created something called the, the Jupiter Jazz Group, and inside the Jupiter Jazz Group there were a bunch of interesting people, and we were uh, basically doing consulting gigs for companies or whatever client uh, we could find. But in 2008, everything was stopped because of the financial crisis. So I, there was absolutely no work. I said, okay, there is no work. What should I do? Uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll just take a sabbatical and I go windsurfing for one year. Basically, I went windsurfing in the cheapest place possible, which was Egypt, uh, in Dahab, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, very beautiful. And uh, I was not really a windsurfer. I learned there. I became pretty good at it. And uh, because, of course, if you do something eight hours a day for one year, yeah. you know, you become good, yeah. <laughs> even if you don't want to. And uh, so I, I windsurfed there for, for an year. <clears throat> and while I was there, the more I was there, the more ideas were, you know. Percolating. It's like, yeah, and actually I'm a big fan of this process of working and stopping work for quite some time because it will fuel your mind. Basically, all the bullshit goes away yeah. and only the, the good stuff sticks and then the good ideas come out. They only come out if you don't work. If you work every day, you become, it, it, it's like he, your mind gets gray, grayed out, your vision gets I see out. what you mean. Yeah. And uh, so when I was there, around the end, I was like super think, thinking all the time, okay, well, and I just said, okay, I'm going to create a company in Hong Kong. And uh, I don't know for what, <laughs> for doing something. And then... But why uh, Hong Kong? Uh, while I was... <laughs> tax reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, also, I loved Hong Kong. So a big fan of Wong Kar Wai movies and Hong Kong cinema right. in, the, in the 90s, like Infernal Affairs. And those. I love cinema, yeah. but only the in good the mood stuff. for love and all that stuff. And in the mood for love, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Chunking Express, etc., uh-huh. etc. Et so I was totally in love with Hong Kong, uh, and uh, I think while I was in Egypt, I was. I was kind of complaining about Manta Ray publicly in the CG Talk. It was CG Talk forum. And yes. It was fun. And there was another guy that was always complaining too. Was, uh, my future business partner for my first venture. Okay. And uh, we were always complaining. It was so much fun. It was like trash talking when, when it was fun. You know? I mean, <laughs> trash talking is fun. But now it's kind of forbidden. Or people, you, you trash talk somebody. Oh, no, no. Right. You know, back in the time, you could be totally rough and nobody would sure. care. You know, they would be rough back. It was sure. fun. Now they are all, all whining, I think. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Anyway, uh, with this guy, we started uh, this uh, company and we made uh, Atomcraft, which was the very first um, external renderer for Nuke. Okay, okay. and uh, it had subdivision surfaces, subsurface scattering, uh, amazing motion blur. Was it a ray tracer? Uh, deformation transformer. Yes. Of course, because it was based on 3D Light rendering uh-huh. library, and 3D Light was the only Rise slash the first Rise ray tracer before Blue Moon rendering right. tools. Okay, <clears throat> BMRT, if yes. you remember. And uh, it was excellent. It was a very nice product. And unfortunately, two things happened there. The foundry started to copy us. And also you guys started <laughs> to copy us. Because V-Ray for Nook yep. came exactly one year okay. after. <laughs> um, and then we were a bit unlucky there because uh, uh, while we were doing it and we, we 
and uh, several productions. Image Engine was using it, a company in, in Tokyo was using it. While we were doing it, we started um, spending money on developing an After Effects version of this thing, ah. uh, which was called Appencast for After mm-hmm. Effects. And um, but while we basically when we released that software just a month before something called Element 3D came out. Mm-hmm. And that totally was a big problem for us because it was the first 3D rendering. I was using GPU. It was integrated. There were some good ideas in there, but it was mostly our stuff was magnitude of times better in quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but just people liked it. And it was done by a guy that was super duper famous in the After Effects community, which we didn't know at all. So it was After Effects community. I, by the way, I hate After Effects. <laughs> uh, trash <clears throat> and uh, I could have guessed um, that yeah so this guy was uh, was like me with mental ray you know so he could whatever he was saying everybody the sheep would fall sure. you know so I don't remember his name but he was a nice guy I didn't even I never met him I'm not complaining about him he did right, right. and uh, um, element 3d basically kind of killed us um, and at the same time yeah there were uh, random the foundry made a deal with random I don't know <laughs> To put uh, uh, the rend- uh, Pierman render node in Nook, but it was—I mean, Atomcraft was like ten years ahead. In fact, they totally failed right. with that. And um, I think now, after twenty years or whatever, two thousand seventeen years, they are now. Uh, we even had now. Sorry, we even had alembic geometry uh, reading inside the Nook. We were the first, of course, mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, and uh, you had the tree of geometry. Now they're doing the same things with USD, but they still lack the render, by right. the way. And the foundry made the render. Uh, they, they tried with scanline mm-hmm. render. They, they tried to make their own ray trace with the ray mm-hmm. render, another failure. And now they have a scanline render too, probably another failure. And, you know. Sure. Whatever. Um, so... What they did that, and uh, so back in the time when I was in Hong Kong, uh, unfortunately, I had again some family troubles and uh, which overlapped with all these things, so it was very, very complicated. Time. The good thing there is that I met my wife in Hong Kong and uh, I decided to move to Japan, she's Japanese, and uh, actually, that changed my life in good, in, in better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we moved to Japan, and uh, I started another company called JCube, which is the yes. Company. And uh, in Japan, and in JCube, we started. Uh, we developed many things, many cool things. Uh, and uh, one was Maneki, the first tune rendering software with uh, geometric processing, it was extremely successful for the first year. It was, of course, based on uh, Lib3D Lite under mm-hmm. the hood. And uh, but many, we did a lot of things like geometry simplification, uh, special lights, special materials, special. Features for outline detection, etc., 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 and we that software was very successful. Went into many multiple productions. Of course, two years after we did this, everybody started doing you guys to tune render, tune shader, yep. tune whatever. Arnold copied. Uh, um, I mean, everybody. You know, when somebody has an idea, everybody needs to fill that hole because at the end of the day, people. Decision makers that usually don't know um, look at the you know check boxes. Ah, it does this, does this, yep. does this. We buy it. So, 
anyway, we did that, and we also did Multiverse that is still running well. The first uh, USD integration for uh, uh, for mine, uh, for which we have a gazillion of users, free users. Uh, that don't pay nothing. Uh, but the number, I think sometimes I see a, an email from Amazon that says like, you're surpassing 20 million Lambda calls this month, you know? And I said, 20 million, we should be millionaires, mm-hmm. you know? But it's all u- free users that use it. God knows, probably, I mean, we know, but we cannot say, but the large majority is, is non-official sure. licenses. God knows from, I mean, f- from the usual places, basically. Right. With, with, Seven billion people in the planet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and we were the first on USD. We started doing multiverse for Alembic because Alembic is still, of course, as it was a wise choice because it was the market standard. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it was the right time to switch to USD. Yeah. And it was a good choice. Um, and uh, Multiverse has been used, I think, over 50 production. We, at some point, we decided, okay, we support all the renderers because we will have more market share. <clears throat> so we have also V-Ray, mm-hmm. of course. Of course, now you guys are doing all the tools inside V-Ray, so we have much less V-Ray <laughs> customers than before. But it's okay, it's mm-hmm. fine, you know, no problem. And um, what else? Uh, and then we, we have, now we are doing another software which for sure would be copied by everybody in the future. Uh, and unfortunately, this software costs a lot of money to make. Mm. It's called WeRender. It's, um, it's an API to render images uh, through, basically through command line. You, do, you, you use a Python script and this, this whatever language, actually Python, C Sharp, whatever, <clears throat> this API allows you to describe a scene and make a request to render it and get back the image. Similarly, you can think about, you know, it's not really cloud, cloud rendering, but in the sense that you do it. Uh, but it, it's, it's a service that can request an image and get back the image or a video, a sequence of images. Or Is it a, AI or a geometry. No, 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 there's no AI. It's pure, uh, it's pure compute. Okay. But the key of this software is the price. So we can make a very beautiful image in a very, always is, regardless of the complexities around one to two minutes. Mm. So it's irrelevant, the, the content. The cost is the key. It can be very, very cheap. So a very beautiful image costs cents, literally cents. And uh, it's, a, it's not done for the CG market or for animation, for VFX. It's for everybody else. Okay. Like a manufacturing company that has a one million parts wants to make a catalog of these parts or a website of these parts can request describe a scene and auto swap the asset and get back an image. So, but uh, at a super cheap. Do price. you do three D data, or you said you describe the scene as a? Everything is everything under the hood is USD, but the USD API is super <coughs> complex. So we made an API that is understandable, not by a CG guy, by a web developer. So the software is for web developers. Okay. And uh, web developers that work for manufacturing, um, for anything except CG. Mm. But basically, basically you have 3D objects everywhere, right? 3D models everywhere. And many companies like in Italy have no, they have no idea because it's not, and they cannot hire a person like me or, or you or whoever, you know, an expert. We are super expensive and after two years we leave. So 
<clears throat> they would need at least two. That means twice the cost. And uh, uh, um, so this software is made for, uh, for a completely different class of uh, people for a completely different purpose. And in fact, the end user is a service. So it's a service that talks with another service. You could have a Python script that generate images and connects to the Twitter API and post these images. Uh, no user sitting, I'm a big fan of this, the user removing myself. Actually, I want to kill my job. Right. So I don't need to do it, right? Uh, um, I don't want to, I don't like software where you have to sit in front of the computer and spend your lifetime to do something uh, if it can be automated as much as possible. But still without AI, because uh, AI... I mean, you could put AI as a byproduct. So, you, for example, we render could generate 1,000 images. Then you can apply your own AI to study those images and do something new out of it. Sure. Uh, but yes, I, I want to be on top before the before AI generation. That's Interesting. Uh, so that's what we are currently doing now. Probably, uh, I already know, probably somebody, Google, Amazon, they will copy this and they will make billions out of it because... Uh, uh, it has, it has, it's a need for the industry. And Omniverse is, again, another software where the user ultimately... It's even worse because you have to stay in front of the computer, plus you have to buy the expensive GPU, mm-hmm. plus you have to buy uh, on the client side, and then you stream pixel generated by a GPU on the server side. So you pay... It's like, of course, NVIDIA stocks skyrocket. Sure. Because it's uh, money from every yep. side, you know? Yeah. Um, but yes, oh no, you know, it's uh, their right to make money and, you know, congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, I, but it's my right not to like sure. it. Though. Well, what, what, is, and, what is your opinion about the state of, of rendering today? Obviously, you've gone through so many different things, you know. And back, you said you were, you know, one of your original jobs is to try all the different renders. And honestly, my opinion mm. about trying all the different renders, it doesn't matter in the end is whoever gets there faster. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me now, now that I've spent plus 20 plus years on rendering, all I care is simplicity. And yeah. uh, it means I am against any software that presents to me 100 plus parameters. Sure. I have, I'm not interested. From this point of view, I think only 3D Light and SI is uh, as a good uh, approach. It's not because I like it. It's just as it is. It's, it's the way. And, uh, you know, there's no sampling on lights. There is no sampling on shaders. There's basically two controls or quality controls. Could be even less, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shaders are uh, very well done, very simple. And you can get, you know, you really, if you spend time in front of a computer, I think you should not uh, spend time with the tool. You should spend time doing what the tools allow you to do. So it's like, you know, if I'm a carpenter, I'm not going to study a manual or get zillion of information about my saw or hammer. Those things should be natural. It's what I'm doing that counts, not all the million settings that there are. So from my point of view, simplicity is the only thing I care about rendering. And very few people does it like... You guys unfortunately don't do it. Renderman, it's the well, we don't you know, do it, but because we don't do it because out. our customers are asking us to keep the settings there. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, honestly speaking, I just turn You're V-Ray cool. on and I don't, I don't change anything. <laughs> yeah. But you don't do you do it for a job? I mean, do you do it? 
you don't do it for a client, right? No, I mean, when you, well, you know, even when I'm working at, for, at work, I never change anything. I often, okay. oftentimes, I have found, and this, you know, this goes back 20 years, especially, I'll go someplace and someone has a big problem, like, oh, their scene won't render, or it takes too long, or whatever. It's because what do I do? Is I turn everything to default setting, and it works great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's classic, yeah. But it's it's in a way, it's, it's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. You give a lot of control to users; they will damage yes, themselves. Yes, yes, yes. So you need to remove every. I don't care. They say, "Oh no, I really want." I don't care. You know, you actually, I'm on the side of saying you don't want. To, I mean, we will remove it. You don't want to use it. It's your yeah. problem. We know it's the right thing to do. You know, it's true. I prefer it's to lose true. the client and make a better. There's problem. a lot of. I mean, I don't want to. You know, <clears throat> I think this has changed a lot in the day. But there was a time where people thought that their livelihood and their job was knowing what every single setting does, right? Just like when you yeah. were reading all those books in Maya, you knew everything, absolutely, absolutely. right? <laughs> absolutely. I, everything about useless, useless stuff. Yeah. That it's, it's absolutely useless. I mean, it's, well, say, it, it's not useless for me because I did, I, it was useful for me. But ultimately, all this knowledge that I have from the, this old soft it's it's all outdated. Right. Everything has changed, and I think I would have spent better my time learning something that stayed other than something that it's right. gone. So, but of course, yes, if you do it with so much persistence, then at least in your mind, at least you can quickly understand now, okay, this is good, this yeah. is bad. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting discussion. But simplicity, I mean, not wasting time is important. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying AI simplicity. That's the... You well, know, actually, yeah, yeah. What is your thoughts extreme. about that? Because now creating an image, the definition of creating an image has changed so drastically in the last several years. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm totally against it. I couldn't be more against. I can try to explain this way. Uh, let's say that I want to make a painting about a horse that is flying over the clouds with a jar of candies, whatever, yep. right? Of course, I can write this and I input it 10 times until I, you know, see something yep. that I like. But if I personally try to do it, my skills, first of all, my skills as a designer or illustrator will, will improve because I'm actually doing something. Mm -hmm. You know, I, of course, it will not be good the first time I will have to work. It will take me hours, maybe days. But I will improve my skills. And second, uh, my brain will uh, be stimulated by the act of doing it. If instead uh, use the, the AI generation process, it's basically just talking. You don't learn anything. Any, your skill does not improve. It's just maybe your language. Uh, you know, you can refine your language a bit. But you become, basically, AI will make us more stupid. So I'd never use it. It's like... Uh, I am convinced about it. I mean, okay, I I can go on the street and see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about what about this? Like, let's talk about just general rendering. Like, in terms of you know, you you've seen it from the very beginning. You were mental ray stuff. So, if you're a mental ray person from those early days, you were very much a ray tracer, right? Uh, it sounds to me. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts about how how rendering and ray tracing is going today in terms of that? quality of life mm, i think i think we have uh, found the best possible 
uh, most efficient algorithm is forward path, path tracing. Is there is no doubt about it. That's why everybody is using it, and uh, it's gonna stay for a very long mm-hmm. time. <clears throat> everybody is trying to do bidirectional, but there is no good system currently. A VCM, all these um, uh, bidirectional techniques are not good enough. Uh, or um, Markov chain Monte Carlo. The sim- sometimes the simplest is Occam's razor. You know, the simplest is the better. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need more sampling. It's fine. You will get more computing power. Don't worry about it. With the cloud, you have unlimited computing power. Right. So what's the problem? You know, why making the software complicated when you just simply wait for power to be there? And now we have it because cloud is unlimited. If you... I think it's much better to make the, uh, all your renderer distributed for cloud computation. So each bucket can be computed by a different instance sure. rather than spending time making algorithms that cannot be distributed. That should be forbidden. <laughs> and, and still everybody is doing it. They don't get Single-threaded it. people, no. <laughs> Must be distributed. Must be distributed. Right. It's not only about single. It's really the ability of the renderer to split the jobs right. without uh, for the algorithm to be distributed. Not all of them right. are distributed. Actually, the large majority are not. So yeah, I think that's the the future of rendering is distribution and uh, forward path tracing is still the best. What about what about GPUs and how GPU hardware has now obviously integrated things like RT cores, etc. I'm I also I'm not a big fan of GPUs because, uh, how do you say? Ultimately, just let's just look at ultra high quality movies right now still everything is cpu and i think is going back to cpu more because cpu have not been dormant so now cpu are very good like amd cpus are really really good for uh, for rendering i think they have totally the lead currently and you can if you have a distributed approach and use the cloud there's no way that you beat it from the cost efficient point of view Maybe GPU can do, although all the algorithms need to be changed and, you know, the the GPU logic is completely different from the CPU logic. And by the way, to use a GPU, you need a CPU. It's not like either or. Sure. Right. So I can't just buy a GPU and put power in it and I have an image. (laughs) Yeah. So exactly. So for me, GPU is useful only as a preview. That's it. If you want to do final image, it should be done on the CPU. It should be done distributed. It should be done on the cloud. GPU. If you want to spend the money to have it, yeah, you can. What do about real time rendering? Preview, but that, uh, that's another matter. Yeah, that's good. Okay. For real time rendering, yeah, there's no choice. You have to use the okay. But I call it preview. Okay. You know, I call this real time for me is okay. preview. And uh, yeah, I think that that's going to continue because if you will go back, uh, in, I mean, you're also not a spring chicken, so you can go back in <laughs> uh-huh. time, right? And you will remember how many times people said in your life, "Oh, GPUs are gonna be uh, GPU rendering is gonna be it's 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 that's it. GPU rendering uh, it will be the next thing." The, the first time I heard this sentence was probably twenty years ago with Gelato. I do <laughs> too. I do too. I, two, uh, the way that I remember it, you know, Vlado has always been very much a, a GPU guy as well. But 
what he's always said is like CPUs are still very good. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> they still do their job. No, no, and they're getting better. <laughs> and and you know, not only, you, and they're getting better. And you can get a lot of RAM. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and w- one thing that I find, I think, amazing that maybe people did not, I mean, maybe many smart people figured it out, but what Apple is doing uh, that is creating these uh, SOCs, oh, yeah, yeah. Are, it's unbelievable because these SOC, first of all, there is no need for the, the GPU is integrated. It's all there. Yeah. So that's amazing already. And you have access to the whole memory, all memory yeah. of the Because machine. they're shared. So yeah. if you, yes, so that's intelligent design. What I think about this NVIDIA big, you know, big things, it, it, those things remind me of the Silicon Graphics, Indigo, multiple impact, blah, blah, blah. You remember yeah. those beast graphics card that, you know, you plug in as if it's a nuclear bomb <laughs> or something. Or, yeah. Any fact, it exploded, mm-hmm. you know. And I think uh, I find these, these, these big things totally anachronistic. Right. You know, in fact, I'm sure that many people have many of those stuck in, the, in their house and they don't they don't rush it because they, they pay too much for right. it. So they need even. But they're straight. being they're, they're still being used for, you know, things like AI training and all these other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you can see they now took them off the Bitcoin mining and they <laughs> put them onto the yeah. island. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now they become even more big. They, they become like the Silicon Graphics origin. You remember yes. those big fridge? <laughs> Pink, blue—they are doing it yeah. again. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, so I find nothing new in what's happening now. And uh, instead, what what Amazon is doing, what Apple is doing, those are smart things. And Amazon has their their CPUs. They're called Graviton. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. We render on Graviton. Those those CPUs are. We render huh? on Graviton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 3D light. 3D light. So Gravi- its cheaper. Well, it's, it's fast. so much less power, uh, right? Yes, it takes so much less mm-hmm. power, so it obviously becomes cheaper, right? So those are smart mm-hmm. things. Nvidia is powered by it. It got fueled by gaming, yes. Then Bitcoin, and then now there is AI. Yes, and they're starting to be bigger and bigger and bigger. In my opinion, it's the classic path of self-destruction, <laughs> but it's gonna maybe not happen because it's too big now. Yeah. I don't know. We will see, but I will laugh if it happens. Plus, we have this recorded, so I can say, hey, 20 yeah, years yeah, ago. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, still have my original episodes. Don't listen to them. They're not that good. And 10 years ago, 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, Thank that's you. true. I, I, it's very interesting. I mean, I, have, I, I too, <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of ray tracing. I believe that rasterized rendering. I, 2006, I, I was like, I was rendering shadow maps for Ghost Rider at Sony, and I said, I am never going to do this again. This is the stupidest yeah. thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, I yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't think rasterized rendering is a solution for real-time. Anymore. People now still use it, and uh, I think that ray tracing is the only answer for real-time. Uh, I still strongly believe in real-time because I believe the power of what real-time can do uh, – uh, for a lot of things, not for everything. I still believe offline rendering yeah. is a huge. You can there's oh, way you can do way more, form. way more. But I still think that that real time ray tracing or real time rendering, specifically ray tracing, will be very very important for a lot of things. It, it is already. Mm-hmm. It's there, but it's 
uh, it, it's too, they complement each right. other. Basically. But I feel that we I'm are sure now that it, in that state. Remember around 2006 when people finally said, oh, you know what, yeah. screw it. We're just all going to ray tracing. That's where we are yeah. now with real time. I think at this point. Um, maybe, but I don't think images from movies will ever be done with. Uh, with like, of course, you can make a shot or something. Yes, you can. I don't think. Um, because simply because of the cost. It's, it's but people do cost. use real time for movies it, like less in camera vfx is done with real time right so it's the background yeah is done that way now yes yes but it's, it's it's some sometimes it's cheated sometimes they bake the lighting sometimes they do all that yes but yes. but i still believe that there's going to be real time stuff that's done and the more or for preview as you mentioned before but and for previews is but undeniable. if that preview looks much closer to the final image than it did before, then filmmakers are going to be much happier with what they see. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it's going to be tricky because also data is become so data is increasing. Mm -hmm. That means you need more memory. Mm -hmm. That means and the cost of uh, uh, doing the same with a hardware renderer is much so higher, and the, there are some. Definitely, there are limitations. That's so a ceiling. <laughs> at the end of the day, if you are a, a factory that produces images like, I don't know, Weta or whatever, you will end up doing the finals still with offline. I, I don't, I cannot imagine this to happen. Yeah. It I may be wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen. It will be always cheaper by definition. Right. What about, okay, also, we, we mentioned a little <clears throat> bit about... Uh, uh, about uh, AI, but what about AI used in mm. things like denoising or upsampling? That 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 can work. That yeah. can work. That, that definitely can work. Uh, I still believe there will be glitches, so maybe that will be a nightmare for render wranglers. Oh yeah. Uh, I cannot trust uh, one hundred percent blindly this. Sure. Because I yeah I know it works. I mean. But uh, yeah, it can do an excellent job, and uh, for still image, uh, for sure, no brainer. No brainer. For still image, yeah. no brainer. Tem temporal denoising is, is more challenging. Yeah, yeah. temporal uh, consistency probably unachievable. One hundred percent, probably. But you know, you can go near. Yeah. But one hundred percent, no, I, I don't see. think so. But you know, there is many types of products in the market, right? I mean, importing. I'm talking about. Um, uh, Video products, like if you watch a TV series for kid or you watch whatever the mega blockbuster, it's two different products, sure. and that means two different quality requirements. I don't think a kid was, oh my god, there is a, you know, there is there is a glitch there. <laughs> you know, they won't care too sure. much. If the thing costs you half to do it, you will right. if you're smart. So I, I think I think there will be space for both, and I don't think offline will die. I think offline will continue. Yeah, I don't think offline will die. Will I just think that the power of real time will become more important and more ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah, it, it is already it is already mm -hmm. more important. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that's undeniable for me. It's interesting to see this, and it's really cool to hear to hear your thoughts on this stuff because that's you know this. I'm, I'm usually always against. Against the norm? Uh, the, the general. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's good as a mental exercise. Of course. So I, I'm happy if I'm proved wrong. I, I really yes. I am. Yes. Uh, I, I know. But at I, least I yeah. went. 
Absolutely. Right. I think I think you're right to to test the test the waters on this. I think it's really interesting that you do these these exercises that you've gone through uh, and that you've thought about this rendering idea for so long. I think that creating synthetic mm-hmm. images is something that people have been doing for you know since painting. <laughs> Yeah, right. millennia. I mean, from the caves in yeah. France. The Lascaux caves, yeah. But thinking about what that is in terms of lighting and how that understands things is also very interesting. I think... Yeah, because if you, you simulate in, you know, in your mind and then transfer this instruction to your arm and, right. you know, and until the brush, you know, like you think about a Van Gogh painting or like capturing the light, I don't know, Rembrandt capturing... The, this guy is a renderer built yep. in into his brain yep. you know that's beautiful if you the more you use ai the more this will be gone right. this ability well sometimes i can fix a bug just by thinking it's incredible <laughs> I, I even surprised at myself like some, in a chat like oh, i have this problem like i mean let me think and I, it's almost you simulate the rendering process in your mind I say, ah, that's probably that right. without even touching the computer right. i think it's and i remember some people say, well, how did you do it it's like 20 years of bullshit, yeah. man. Yeah. I also, I mean, like you mentioned Rebrandt. I also, you know, one of my, my good friends, Ian Spriggs, he, he, he is a adamant uh, study of art history and of portraits. And he creates mm-hmm. these incredible, incredible portraits that are highly inspired by things like Rembrandt, right? And they look yeah, at yeah. what he does Amazing. and it's like, oh, you're a V-Ray expert. And he himself would say, it's like, I, I just use it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because all of his skills are not necessarily, what makes him special is not that he's good at V-Ray. What makes him special is that he really understands portraits. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's, and that knowledge, it's important to, pre- not only to preserve, but to transfer to the next, whatever. Sure. You know, like in Japan, we have this master and apprentice, I think it's mm-hmm. called senpai high relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, this, this, Actually, it was not only in uh, uh, we had it in art, like in, in 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 Italy, for example, during the the in, in Florence in the whatever sixteen hundred, I think fourteen hundred, I forgot. Um, but we had this this relationship. We had the master and this apprentice, and the ma- the apprentice was learning, and the master was dying, and the next guy will teach somebody mm-hmm. else something. We have those in Japan too. They're called senseis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think kohai is senpai. Uh-huh. I think it's the two the two yep. terms, but I forgot which is which. Hey, I think senpai is the teacher and kohai yes. is the is the apprentice. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think AI is gonna be a major disturbing factor for this uh, uh, relationship in some fields. Luckily. AI will not, I hope, be used for carpenters or stuff like that. Otherwise, the houses will be, you know, yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, so, you know, ultimately, I mean, I was says like by design, by almost definition of AI, it can only do what it already knows, right? It can only do yeah. based it on things that have already exist. So original thought are not going to be possible without human input. No, no not <laughs> possible. Yeah, that's the only thing that, it's good in, by brackets is that you will exercise more your brain into explaining to the AI what you want to yes. do. But ultimately, you become less able. You know, it's like that movie, you know, that with the, the Pixar movie, Wally, yeah, which yeah, I Wally love. Wally. I mean, I love the first Al, 
the first part where they don't say a word, I think is yes. genius. It's a masterpiece. As soon as you have a human that says hello, the movie is trash in my <laughs> opinion. But uh, it, it really says something important in, the, in how humans will become, you know, fat, lazy and unable to do anything. Uh, you know, sitting on a chair, munching like a Roman emperor. I will say, I will say this, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just playing a little bit devil's advocate the same way. Like, hey, so, I think it's amazing how much people have suddenly had an interest in art to create a bunch of images before, That's before everything, you know, all you would see is the same renderings over and over of, you know, an yeah. Iron Man suit or <laughs> some, some girl yeah, in an yeah. iron bikini and a giant sword. Right. And yeah. that was all you saw. Yeah. And now oh, yeah, because- all of a sudden it's like, I want to see some turtles with eating sushi, you know, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yes, you're right. Uh, I see what you mean. You have a point. The reason is because doing something is hard. Whatever, you know, being good at doing sure. something is just hard. It means time. And people don't have the patience anymore to become good at something. They just want it. It's like a supermarket, you know. I can make, I cook all the time, yeah. by the way. But if I want to do a lasagna, it's quite a lot of work, right? right? I have to make the pasta. I have to make the, the, the ragu sauce. I have to make the bechamel. Mm-hmm. I have to procure the ingredients, right? Some people just prefer to go to the supermarket and buy frozen lasagna. <laughs> I don't. Because I enjoy, enjoy the process of doing sure. it too, by the way. But it's hard. And maybe people don't, cannot live by having the first five lasagna not well done because they, they were in the process. But I still think that we should... As much, it's like whatever. A gun. You know, with a gun, you can go hunting, procure yourself food, and, you know, in the past, sure. mostly, and uh, or even now, you know, and have something nice to eat. And, but you can also kill a person. Yeah. So it's, it's something to use only when, with a bit of, you need to have a brain sure. to use it, basically. You need to be uh, self-responsible. It's like, hey, am I, you know, you should always ask yourself, I mean, am I becoming more stupid by doing this? Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm 100%. Get it. I'll use my own analogy. Like I've been the I here is a I play this is a, a fly that I tie. Fishing. Right? Yeah. This is a, and I, I tie yeah. these myself, right? Fly fishing mm-hmm. is actually significantly harder to catch fish with fly fishing than other methods. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why not just use other methods? Because that's the challenge mm-hmm. and that's the beauty and that's the exciting. Yeah, et cetera, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. So I totally get it. And plus it's a very analog experience, right? When you go from a bare hook and you use these feathers and you create all these things to, you made the thing, they made the thing that did the thing. And it's like this whole experience and all yeah. you catch is a little fish, but that fish means so much more. Now, yeah, at the same time, when I'm talking about AI stuff and I see all the stuff that people are doing, and yes, there's a lot of ethical questions of where all the sources have, all, all of those are serious problems that need to be addressed. But yeah. when I just see all this crazy stuff that is out there, I'm sort of like, wow, people have got some really weird stuff in their heads. And this is exciting yeah. to me. <laughs> the fact that people yeah, have very interesting, weird thoughts and know they don't just want to see a superhero anymore. They want to see some really interesting things and so this leaves me hopeful for humanity in the sense that there is some people have people are interesting again to me (laughs) oh i think people were uh, i see what you mean 
I think people are were always interesting. They they just maybe they didn't know how to express it. For example, here in here in Japan, there is a huge comic book yes. um, market. Of course, I'm talking black and white little mm-hmm. books, you know, mm-hmm. and and. I think a large majority of young people make money by writing this. I mean, they're totally weird. There are some crazy stuff. There is one of my favorite is called Terme Roma. It's a guy that goes into a onsen, Japanese mm-hmm. onsen. And every time he goes into this onsen, he gets transported in time into ancient Roman times, into ancient Rome. Okay. okay. Where they also, by the way, the, do the bats. The, yeah. The bats. Mm-hmm. So he emerges in a, he back in time in Rome, and he's a Japanese right. guy, you know, a modern <laughs> Japanese guy. So it, it's absolutely. I'm sorry. Is the is the reverse? He's a Roman guy. It's the reverse. He's a Roman guy that every time he goes into the bat emerges in Japan, or they basically do both. Right. Later, and now I forgot. Anyway, it's absolutely amazing. And but yes, I can tell you by words this yeah. right, and uh, it stimulates your brain. And this sounds interesting, but ultimately. You need to watch it and read it, and this is done by hand. So I, see what I still think yes, <clears throat> there is a uh, there is a, people are interesting. Yes, and these tools are useful, but it's a pity that people that have all these good ideas or ideas that don't necessarily need to be good don't try to put to to learn a craft to make them themselves. That's actually a responsibility of education and. I think education in the modern world sucks totally, a hundred percent, and it's a disaster that become worse and worse over time. And uh, it's a pity, and maybe it's because you know teachers are not well paid. I don't know what, what's. I mean, there could be multiple reasons. Or there maybe are, we just need to revise but, our education system. <laughs> yeah, well, I think what actually whatever uh, any country should do, the, the best investment you can do is education. There is nothing that comes co- close to mm. education. So. Whatever other investment they do is not good compared to education. Sure. And usually education is left more and more to private schools or, you know, and that means you need to have a gazillion of money yeah. or you're super in-depth. If you're in the States, mm-hmm. it's suicidal, you're in-depth, you know, when you are 20 or, I don't know, 200 grand. Yeah. That's completely stupid. Yeah, you owe money until, you're, until you retire. <laughs> yeah, so it's ridiculous. This is, this, this is, uh, yeah, this is for me, it's... So, yeah, I mean, I understand you're optimistic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, trying to find I, it. I what it. do you see? Like, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to ask, what is your optimistic view of what's exciting to you? What's exciting to you right now? Like, if you're thinking about the future in five years, what, what gets you excited? What gets you out of I mean, You're <laughs> you not going to like my answer. What is exciting is I, can, I can't wait to stop working and just skiing and uh, being in nature and, uh, you know, being completely away yeah. from, uh, from computers. Uh, I just, I was just 10 days away and I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I was so happy. My vision improved. I mean, I just want to go away <laughs> from it. It's, I gave my time, you know, I gave my, t- I did my time, like in jail. I did my time. That's it. <laughs> you know? I, I paid my debt to society. <laughs> okay. I'm out of here. Yeah, I so get my, it too. What excites me is uh, is not doing yeah. it. <laughs> That's what excites yeah. me. I, I get it. I mean, I've done my I've I've done my fair time in front of a computer too. You did your yes. time. Oh yeah, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but it's I, and I get it. But I, I still get that. excited by what people do. I get ex- I like people, and I think that getting around people and seeing what's exciting to do is great. I like storytelling, and I think that there is something that is told through images that is exciting as well. Um, and I'm excited by what 
films are going to become in the future too. I think we have a, we are in a turning point now. Oh, I think yes, I agree with you on this. This I'm very happy of uh, these new production companies that uh, that are basically sponsored by Apple, Netflix, Amazon. The products that are coming out are amazing, like A twenty four pictures or eight. They make some amazing stuff, and uh, Netflix has some amazing stuff, and uh, Apple and uh, Amazon. Really, I, I saw some the best, some of the best movies in years. They've been I, I coming out. In the last well, I just years. had a conversation. Yeah, or, or, I, I have another podcast called Martini Giant that I we we talk about movies. That, Martini, Martini Giant. <laughs> Martini Giant. Do you drink? Martini we used to, but we don't do it anymore. But yes, mm. but it's uh, Why? it's just a long story. But uh, but we mm. but it's uh, it. We talked about Godzilla minus one, right? And we talked about how oh, amazing yeah. that film is. And it has all yeah. the things that people complain about in movies. It has CGI. It has a franchise. It has uh, a, it's a remake. It's got all these things. But what makes it great? It's a really good story. <laughs> yeah, the story, the story is, is everything. everything. So it doesn't matter. And you can't you, blame it on anything else. Totally, if it's a good story, you probably yeah. have a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, CGI is completely fine to have it or not to have it. I've seen some movies yeah. which have zero CGI. They're absolutely right. amazing. Uh, in fact, mostly I prefer those because most of the CGI movies I don't like because they're like a blueprint. Yeah, but it was the, and it's not Sometimes, because it's not because like of the CGI. Say. It's because the stories. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yes, yes. It's it's just a total abuse. You know? Yeah. But uh, yes, some some things, some products are amazing. You know, and uh, I think. There's nothing wrong with CGI. Yeah. CGI. You, you can. I, I find stupid when people say, "Oh, there's no CGI." By the way, there's always yes. CGI. Uh, no, no CGI is. There's a great. I, I did a. I did an episode a few a few episodes back with a guy named uh, Jonas Using, and and he he has a series on on YouTube called No CGI is Invisible CGI, and it's fantastic yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I know. It's nice. That's yeah, it's nice. Good. I saw I saw a LinkedIn post with it, and I watched. Yeah. It was very yeah. good. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's just like it's a tool, you know. And with a tool, as we said before, you can hammer, you can hammer your yeah. finger and have a finger <laughs> like this, or you can build a yeah. house, right? So well, listen, thank you, Pablo. It's so so awesome to finally Pablo. talk to you. Uh, and uh, I was uh-huh. really glad for the person who uh, who uh, suggested I have you on. <laughs> it was really cool. I'm sure we will talk to each other some more in the future. But uh, yeah, let's. Oh yeah, I'm available. I enjoy I enjoy this. Uh, and I think you do this also because, uh, you know, you probably, I don't know how much of your job is doing this, but I'm sure is you do it because you're interested in talking with other oh, yeah. people and you just, that's probably what you get your uh, fun. I do. I do. I get, I get a little fun. bit of fun, but I also get a lot of ideas, right? Because I hear your opinion. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know what? And then every time people bring up a conversation, I was like, well, you know, I was talking to Pablo the other day and he's, <laughs> you know, I know exactly what's going on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. I enjoyed it very much. So whenever you want, I'm available. All right, well, thanks, man. Mm-hmm.